Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. An investigation into the Concord School Board elections November 8th has changed the results. The Elkhart County Election Board held an emergency meeting last Monday to look at the ballots. Almost 1,200 votes in this race were ruled invalid. Voters for Concord Community School Board could only make three selections, and only one of those could be from District 2. But Elkhart County Clerk Christopher Anderson says some people misunderstood the prompt. Were the hand marked, so it was a vote by mail. Um, they voted for four candidates, vote for not more than three, not more than one, three plus one equals four. Some people flat out voted for all the candidates. With the invalid votes, Jennifer Davis, Tara Towner, and Stacey McDowell had the most votes. That changed after election board's emergency meeting as nearly 1,200 ballots were deemed invalid. When the overvotes were removed, Michael Maluli ended up with more votes than Stacey McDowell, for, so Michael Maluli was the third candidate that was elected. Maluli says he has mixed emotions about how much has happened in a week. It's kind of conflicted. I mean, obviously, yes, I'm glad to be here, um, but at the same time, you can't help but kind of be, you know, a little concerned about the way it went down. But he trusts the election board will come up with a way to avoid this in the future. I think it's a combination of getting it so that the machine can read it, the tabulation language, so the machine can read it, but also getting it so the voters have a clearer idea of what the directions are. The election board will be working with the school corporation and the tabulating company to find a time to schedule a meeting to figure out how some of the confusion with this could be avoided in future elections. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. We learned this week that Indiana Republican U.S. Senator Mike Braun will run for governor in 2024. Braun will be one of likely a number of Republicans seeking to replace Governor Eric Holcomb, who will leave due to term limits. Braun's candidacy will also open up his Senate seat with a potentially crowded GOP field of candidates there as well. It's rare for two top statewide offices to be without incumbents in the same year. The entire Elkhart High School Arts and Communications School of Study put on a show Saturday. The Madrigal Singers and Orchestra hosted a Madrigal Dinner Theater. The event is one day only. The lessons are long-lasting. You'll remember Elkhart High School began its Schools of Study model a couple years ago. These are small learning communities that allow students to take classes that correspond to their interests and essentially prep for their future careers. This semester, students in the Arts and Communications School are turning a yearly event into an entrepreneurial opportunity. It's a dress rehearsal for the Madrigal Singers. Saturday's musical performance is also a show, and the king and queen want it to be perfect. And this this particular play, um, it's a surprise. 
Let's just say that. Senior Shania Woods plays the queen, but she's also in English composition class. They've been preparing too. And we have been preparing for the ANC market, you know, just trying to broadcast the commercials and all of that. So between that, it really helps you get ready for like, basically like, just like, you know what you say, like big boss moves and stuff like that. It gets you uh, prepared for, you know, never having to basically like rely on other people. It's good to have, you know, uh, teammates and stuff like that, but you can also do it on your own. In fact, nearly all classes within the Arts and Communications School of Study are participating in preparation for the Madrigal event. Well, Adyen has been writing an article on the craft fair right now, and Elena is writing an article on the Madrigal dinner. School of Study, we like to say, has a flavor to it. So in Arts and Communication, our flavor deals with the arts, so music, theater, and um, art. What that means is that even in classes like math, reading, and science, the flavor is arts and communications. The school is using what's called problem-based learning to get all students involved. So we try to get all classes involved. Uh, so I know in English classes and in like, journalism classes, we're doing the advertising. So it's not just art being involved or music, uh, but all of the school or all of the teachers in the school of study. Meanwhile, photography, painting, and jewelry students are also getting involved. This metalworking class is busy creating pieces to sell in the ANC market. Ultimately, it will be a fundraiser for the school of study. A lot of the students will have a booth available with their items for sale. Uh, so we have uh, painting students, photography students, jewelry students, and other visual communication students. But then we also opened it up to outside crafters as well. This means throughout the prep and execution of the show, the high schoolers are getting real world experience. The idea is no matter what they pursue after high school, what they've learned here can be transferable to the professional world. Do you ever get nervous? Sometimes I do, yeah, sometimes. But um, with the acting, I feel like it's just in me. For singing, which some people might be surprised, I am nervous at times. But um, I think when I get on the stage, it's like a new horizon. Woods plans to go to college. The hope is what she's learned here will last well after graduation. They get you prepared like for the real world, especially me, because I am trying to do music in the future. It helps me not be afraid to be who I am. There are six schools of study at Elkhart High School. School leaders expect that eventually each school will do a large school-wide project like this that corresponds with its area of study. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. Motels for now may soon have a new location to house South Bend's homeless. The organization recently received more than $2 million in grant money from Indiana's Department of Mental Health and Addiction. This grant money might be just what they need to get a new location. Well, the former Knights Inn has been the home of Motels for now since 2020. Those in the organization are hoping that a new home could soon be in their future. A recent grant of more than $2 million has put Motels for now's financial situation in much better shape. This is on top of a $4 million investment from the city of South Bend towards a new facility for the city's unhoused population. Our priority has always been for those who have been on the street the longest to bring them in, uh, get them stabilized and get them housed. And we've had 550 guests here. We've housed ourselves, 117 of them, into permanent housing. 
Over 200 more have found their own next steps. The city jumped on this opportunity to help with this project. They see this as a way to give the city's homeless population a better situation. We certainly encourage everyone to kind of join us on this journey and navigating the complexities of, you know, of our unhoused community and to continue to build a city um, that provides support and opportunity for all who call South Bend home. The potential new spot for motels for now is near South Bend International Airport. The organization still needs confirmation from county officials in the next month before the project can proceed. I'm most excited that we can design it the way we want, the way um, that will most serve the people in greatest need. City officials acknowledge that some homeless people may migrate to South Bend from surrounding areas due to the new facility. Gathers says this may just be a reality of building something appealing to the unhoused community. You build something great, you know, people will come. If the plan is approved, McCarthy tells me the hope is that the new place will be ready to go in early 2024. WSBT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. There are newly released documents this week in the Delphi double murder investigation. They show a witness told officers they saw a man with mud and blood walking away from the Monon High Bridge. 50-year-old Richard Allen was arrested last month and charged with the 2017 murders of Libby German and Abby Williams. These documents contain key details from witnesses who allegedly saw Richard Allen on and around the trail where the girls' bodies were found. That includes a bullet found on the ground between victims with marks indicating it had been through Allen's gun. The probable cause affidavit released by the Carroll County Circuit Court is helping to paint a clear timeline of the events surrounding the Delphi double murders. In the documents, three juvenile female witnesses and multiple adults gave statements that described Richard Allen's appearance on February 13, 2017. The juvenile said they encountered a, quote, kind of creepy male while walking past him around 1.26 p.m. They said he was walking with a purpose, like he knew where he was going. All statements described the man wearing a blue or black jacket and blue jeans, which matches up with this video. It was recorded by Liberty German a little after two moments before her death. On it, the man is heard ordering German and Abby Williams, quote, guys down the hill. According to the affidavit, the video also captured one of the girls saying gun. Two hours later, a witness said they saw a man covered in mud and blood like he had gotten into a fight. German and Williams' deaths were ruled homicides. Evidence recovered included an unspent 40 caliber bullet located between the bodies, along with clothes in a creek to the south. Allen was first interviewed by investigators in 2017. He said he was on the trail between 1 and 3.30 and saw a group of three females, but didn't see anyone else. On October 13, 2022, Allen was interviewed again by investigators. He told them he was on the Monon High Bridge to watch the fish while wearing blue jeans and a blue or black jacket. Allen and his wife also told officers he owned multiple guns. A search warrant led to the discovery of a 40 caliber Sig Sauer P226. According to the Indiana State Police Laboratory, the unspent bullet had been cycled through this gun. Allen told police he had not been on the land where the bullet was found, that he didn't know the landowner, and no one had ever been allowed to borrow the Sig. Also, defense attorneys for Allen filed to change the trial's venue. They argue if it's held at least 150 miles away from Carroll County, this would significantly reduce the risk of a tainted jury pool. So far, there's no word on when the judge will make a decision. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger reporting. 
The rush to get all of our holiday shopping done is in full swing. For many, it's a stressful time that can also make you vulnerable. We all know to park in well-lit areas, lock your cars, and not leave valuables out in the open. Those are the common sense tips, but police say thieves are getting smarter. While you may be searching for the best deals, thieves are looking for their best opportunities too. Sergeant Ted Bonner with the Indiana State Police says your best defense is paying attention. So most people are going to park their car, they're going to be huddled over and just hurrying as quickly as they can to get into that store or have their phone, uh, their face buried in their phone. And situational awareness is just having your head up, making eye contact with people because if you do that, you're not that easy target. Just recognizing who is around you may keep thieves at bay. If they get close and you feel a nudge, be alert. It may be a distraction to pickpocket you. But he says they're also adapting their strategies to take advantage of your kindness. They may drop something as they're walking in front of you, as their accomplice is waiting for you to get engaged with the person that dropped something. Or they may ask for your help. Two people that approach you and then ask you for information, whether it be directions to a restaurant or whatever, and then one of them kind of drifts off, that should really be a feeler because they should both have a vested interest in the information you're about to give. But his biggest piece of advice is when you go to pay with a credit card, put your thumb over the numbers the entire time. You never know who's behind you and has their phone out. I took a picture of my credit card from outside my car from about five feet away and I could read my numbers. So it's not that unheard of that our, our cameras are good enough to be able to take a decent picture from a distance. Bonner says to also keep your wallet and phones inside your front pants pocket or inside a jacket to minimize the chance of being pickpocketed. If you have a purse, never leave it in a car because again, all it takes is that split second distraction to swipe it. WSBT 22's DJ Manu reporting. St. Joseph Harbor traffic on Lake Michigan has been severely limited the last five weeks due to a buildup of sand in the water. And if the weather doesn't improve, it could take even longer for the harbor to be fully operational again. In mid-November, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers awarded a contract to King Company of Holland, Michigan to dredge the St. Joseph Harbor. The $1.3 million contract was awarded quickly, but the work hasn't yet started. This all stems from an incident involving a 630-foot-long carrier. In mid-October, it ran aground due to the large amount of sand and debris built up on the lake floor at the mouth of the harbor. Now, after the surveys, all the pieces are in place. The Corps of Engineers worked diligently, along with everybody else involved, all the stakeholders, all the politicians, members of the public. Everybody came together and got behind this and within a month, we had a contract in place. According to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, King Company was supposed to dredge over 14,000 cubic yards of debris by the end of December. But the weather has once again caused crews to hit the brakes. If the weather's not cooperating, if the waves are too rough or the winds are too high, we can't get the equipment towed down safely. So right now we're just waiting on the weather to cooperate. But until dredging can be completed, the harbor cannot take in large vessels. Despite these roadblocks, the harbor master is optimistic that things will get back to normal. At this point, it's up to Mother Nature to determine when that dredging can start. WSBT 22's Lynette Grant reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 